In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1969, this is album 83, Dusty in Memphis by Dusty Springfield. Guys, I, I have to say, okay, we... This has to be a clean episode. I honestly am going to make an effort this time to do a clean episode. I the, Editing the last ones, I have realized that I think my mom was right. And I think I'm too dirty for no reason. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, there's quite a bit on here about getting fucked by a gas pump on the one. And then the other one, we had all our TCB oh, no. songs. And I'm like, I know, I know I can be funny without resorting to like being dirty. I'm funny all the time in like, you know, in, in, in polite company, like without being dirty. Hold on, Rob. Rob, yes. can you just you uh, mute your earphones for a second? Yes, so I can of talk course to you I can. Three. Okay, guys, all we have to do is not laugh at one joke, and he'll freak out. It'll instantly go to <laughs> cum gutters or something like that. So, <laughs> all right. So run the play. Just run the play. Yeah, we'll see if see we'll see if we can all play along and see what happens. All right. Ready, I'm on. All right. All right. Rob. 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 We're back. Okay. Good. So, guys. And that got me thinking like this album is something that it sounded like something that kind of that a granny would love. And so oh, I just no. looked up oh, granny no. love online <laughs> and it turns out there's a lot of messed up stuff out there. Uh, and there's actually quite a bit of tasteful stuff that show that love doesn't have to be uh, caring about a 40 to 50 year old age gap and actually can be quite erotic. If you really look at it, you know what? Let's not talk about this anymore. Russ is giving me the thumbs up. He wants to talk more. I don't have time, Russell. Let's get to our opening, uh, radio station, which I almost forgot the setup because we haven't been together for a little bit. This is K Rob. Let's turn it just like those grannies. Let's turn this on. What's up everybody. Welcome to K Rob K R O B. Listen, today we're talking Hits about from what a the nice ball. guy Aaron is. Oh, you're right. Or are we? Oh, yeah. Aaron is the greatest guy. Everybody likes him because he's fun. He keeps his records really clean. Then he sees his computer screen. And his oh, eyes no. start to gleam. What? He goes on Bing and starts to click. You know he's looking <laughs> at Kiki Shig. Yeah, women bathing and fats of pudding. That's normal for the freak you're in. New oh. women on their porches grilling. He needs a sub just to begin. These websites <laughs> that he likes. Ooh, Aaron's a freak at night. A freak at night. A freak at night. A freak at night. Are you guys shocked I did that song off his album? If you want to hear from guys, was that shocking to you? The karaoke options were. Did you remember, Aaron, that Cypress Hill used that as a sample? I I totally forgot until I just heard that right there. Same. I didn't remember until you just sang it. Well, it's actually in my show notes that it was later. All right. They did did cover it for hits. hits I'll be be looking forward to hearing that later in the the show. It'll (laughs) it'll sound great. Uh, Listen, uh, that was a great song. And it's shocking that I did that on this. And you knew that when you were like son of a preacher man, you're like, oh, man, Aaron. Yeah, you know what the song is about. Like, you know where you're at. I picture you guys at home, like thinking about what is Rob going to do for the parody song? And I realize, like you, you do not think about that until I'm like, tell you're like, oh yeah, K Rob, this is part of something he does. Listen, I've got uh, Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing today? Just great, Rob. Just great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Love that energy. I got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Guys, this old podcast wouldn't be half as bad. Wouldn't be half as sad if each dumb shit listener 
had an unsubscribe button in the morning. Yes. <laughs> and I unsubscribe got, button, <laughs> Rob. Unsubscribe button. <laughs> my my wife's uh, the Spotify kinked out this week or crapped out this week, and she was like, "I can't figure out what it is." So I went on there and I was like, uh, "Subscribe." Beck did it better. I mean, pathetic. <laughs> getting like one extra download a week. I'm like, mm-hmm. doing yep. God's work here. Um, then she then she's like, "What's this unsubscribe button?" I'm going to push it. And I was like, "No, don't." Please uh, listen. And then we have Aaron in California who uh, he, he didn't want those kids going to Berkeley anyways. Uh, Aaron, how are you doing uh, today? Rob, you've been crying. Your face is a mess. Come here. You can draw your tears on my dress. Let's talk about <laughs> Dusty in Memphis. Uh, listen, everybody, we have a voicemail. Let's oh, get into the it. the next line. So stupid. You have to kiss my ass. Listen, if you want to get a hold of us, I can't even tell what we're doing. You can call 802-277-BECK. That's 802-277-2325. And honestly, if you can't figure out those last four letters, you sound a lot like our listeners because they're dumb as hell. All right. This is, I got to say, guys, this is a 817 area code. Okay. Do you know what that is? No idea. Exactly. This is a caller who doesn't know us. Ah, this is the dream. This and I'm going to blow your fucking mind right now. So first of all, we talk all the time about how people who don't know us, who listen to the show must be just subhuman. They must have the smallest fucking brains ever. Who would want to listen to us talk Wait, about anything? Mouth breathers. Just a bunch of just dumb as hell. Breathers. And I'm going to double blow your mind right now. Listen to this. Hi, y'all. Uh, my name's Charm. I'm a pretty new listener. And, uh, oh, stop, pause, stop. About- it's a woman. A woman who doesn't know us is listening to this show who doesn't listen to us. Don't you have any self-respect? Let's check out the voicemail here. Hi, y'all. My name's Charm. I'm a pretty new listener. And um, y'all recently talked about how nobody... So, guys, not only is she a listener, she's also pretty. I mean, she said that in the call. She's a pretty new listener. It's right there in the voicemail. It's like, pretty... What else? I mean, I'm a pretty old host. I mean, yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> and, and what do you guys think of the y'all Southern accent? Oh, it's guys. Listen, we can't go crazy because this is a woman calling. This is creepy that we're like breaking down a woman <laughs> calling ten times more than one of our dumb shit brothers. We are calling can't get into three seconds into. The yeah, we cannot right. be enamored with a woman calling us. Okay, here we go. Hi, y'all. Uh, my name's Charm. I'm a pretty new listener, and um, y'all recently talked about how nobody asks why the show is called what it is, and I've been wondering that for a while. So tell us, why is it called Beck Did It Better? Um, I've been assuming the whole time that it has been about the musician, but after listening to y'all for a little bit, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just about some dude with some big hairy balls or something. So sorry <laughs> about, about that answer. Thanks. Oh, and Rob, I could not agree more about the bless you thing. I think it's this weird cultural norm that we all sort of agree to. And I, I honestly, I, I'm so ingrained by society to say it that every time I hear a sneeze, it just kind of spills out of my mouth and then I'm pissed at myself afterwards yep. for it. So yep. thanks for fighting that good fight for us. Keep pissing people off for the rest of us. We appreciate it. Snap. Um, all right, keep up the great work. Well, well, pretty good work. Oh well, oh, okay. <laughs> that, was a, that was a kind of a crappy way to end it, right? This the pretty good just work. Just use the word ingrained. None of our listeners have used the word ingrained before. No. I, I'm so confused. How, how did this person you, find us? You would Aaron, not. Don't you have ingrained toenails? Haven't you yeah. had toenail oh. problems? Ingrained toenails. <laughs> he true. does. That gout is that gout is flaring up. His feet are so big. Uh, so so first of all, let's let's get to a couple things, okay? Number one, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to piss people off. Okay, that's the main point of this call. I'm not trying to piss people off. 
I'm just right a lot. And a lot of people don't see what I'm talking about. But you, Charm, you do. Thank you so much. We should not be saying bless you to people when they sneeze. You are right. Uh, and you got to, you got to, you got to really be strong. You're going to want to say bless you and you got to and stop yourself. Russell, can you explain why this show is called Beck Did It Better? I think I can. It's been a while and we've had a lot of drinks since then. So it might have been ruined <laughs> from my memory at some point. But so before we started the podcast, it was the very beginning of the pandemic and I was looking for a new quest, like a new something to keep me occupied, something to keep me entertained. And I was trying a bunch of things. I was trying to run a lot that was dying out really quickly. I was trying all these things that to make me a better person and none of yeah. them were working. So no. I decided to try to listen to all 500 albums on the list. And so I started on the old list and I probably got 20 albums in and I started texting you guys that I was doing this. And at one of the albums, one of the Beatles albums was in the top 10 or something like that. And there were some really strange songs on the Beatles albums. I don't know if it was Sergeant Peppers or which one it was, but I, I texted you guys. I said, you know what? I think Beck does really weird songs better than the Beatles. And, and everyone on the text chain lost their shit over it. Called me every name in the book. I wasn't saying he's better. I, I was saying he does certain songs better than the Beatles. And everyone lost their mind over it. So uh, a few months later, we started the podcast and we decided to go with Beck did it better. Is that, is that yeah, your guys' recollection of it or yeah, not? Yeah, that's right. 1,000%. That, that, that you should have seen us picking the name and the logo. We really thought, we're like, oh my God, we got to pick this perfect logo. Like <laughs> hundreds of texts back and forth to something that we realize now it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Nobody we're listens. Like, what color shade of orange? It, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. Nonstop. So, so they, we're called Beck Did Better, basically making fun of something Russell said, which kind of set the tone for the podcast actually right off the Wait, bat. What? Like, I have to say, I how do you think Charm heard about us? How did Charm start listening to us? Can that you, would be a great thing to figure out. Yeah. I, I would love to know. Uh, uh, every every episode says Aaron likes feet. I want to get it trending. So my guess is she went out with the guy, liked feet. She Googled Aaron likes feet just yes. to check him out. And it turned oh. out she ended up here. <laughs> That's so good. That's such I a great thinking, idea. I'm thinking Charm sounds like an intelligent person. And like the, the intelligent person circle of friends is small enough that she got it word of mouth from another intelligent person. So I just think that like smart people like to listen to Beck did it better. I think it's because uh, I actually, I, you know, I was listening to podcasts on dusty Springfield this week. I'm going to tell you right now, as shitty as our podcast is, there's a lot that are way worse. <laughs> you I was guys listening to some, and there's like two, there's like two on Apple podcasts about dusty Springfield. They were brutal to listen to. Oh. They were terrible. <laughs> you listen to other podcasts about the albums before yeah. we do our podcast. What the hell? Yeah. Then I sound smart as hell. Oh, lame. Matt, yeah. do you do that? No, no, no. <laughs> That's why you guys aren't the main host. You're not, you're not grinding. You're not putting in the work. That's true. Okay. Grind this is me. Stop. This is my Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell. I'm putting in my 10,000 hours. To be fair to Charm, like just because she knows how to use the word ingrown in a proper context <laughs> doesn't mean ingrained. that, that, that her, everything about her voicemail was amazing. Uh, she made it very clear. She did not listen to episode zero in this, in this call, right? If you yeah. had listened to episode zero, we plainly told where the, the beginning of the podcast came from. So yeah. Hey, yeah, say hey, sure. All of our listeners do not listen it, to episode yeah. zero. Let's listen to episode zero right now. I was telling you about unsubscribe. <laughs> Let's listen to episode zero right now. <laughs> hey, Put it on. Aaron, Put it on. Aaron, yeah. Aaron, how are you doing right now? <laughs> that's what I'm gonna start calling my penis. I mean, it was that's, that's I mean that's, that's, that's basically that's what it works. was. Uh all right, let's by the way, you guys didn't ask me why I mentioned Bing in the song, but the real ones know. The real ones know you use Bing for that stuff. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs>
I'm telling you. If you're searching for videos, the Bing is where it's at. Everybody's up to. It's time for roll. Why is that? I don't know. It just says it's like, why is the sky blue? You know, it's a mystery. Uh, nobody knows. Listen, rolling, going, Rob. How's it going uh, with me? First, I'm going to actually go first today because I've got two things oh, to tell it. you that are going to affect the show. Okay. Okay. Number one, uh, the other day on Thursday, I pulled an Aaron. Okay, and it's not Ooh. what you guys think it means when I say pull an Aaron. <laughs> I uh, I actually took a tumble off my bike going to work. Yeah. And I am pretty sure that I broke a rib. Now, I have been too busy to go in and get an x-ray. But you will not hear me laugh during this episode once because I will pass out if I laugh. It hurts so bad. And I cannot sit up or get down very easily. Uh, so I mostly just hunch around and, uh, Wait, was the bike parked or were you moving? Uh, no, how, I how was close going was full it? speed in an electric bike across eighth Avenue. And I hit Shit, a bump man. and I was not holding onto the handlebars, uh, enough. And they twisted and I went over the front, my helmet hit the ground. Uh, and then I like slammed my elbow into my body. I don't have a scratch on my body anywhere, but I am pretty sure I broke a rib. So we will find out what happens. Related to that, I also had to take my computer to IT at work because I got a cookie crumb stuck under the keyboard space bar. So I could no longer use the space bar. Ooh, ow, 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 ow. Ooh, don't make me laugh, Aaron. Ooh, ow, ow. So to write emails, I was having to push the forward key to write an email out ow, 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 ow. to a parent. I had to push it. Wow, guys, please. I had to push the forward key. And. So I had to go to uh, tech and ask them, do you have a compressed air that I can just throw under my space bar? I think there's a piece of food under there. And their reply to me was, oh, again? Because I also once got a bunch of cookies stuck in the power inlet in my Mac, like where what? the power cord goes in. I got some cookie stuffed in there because I had, ow, 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 ow. I had cookies, ow, I had cookies stuffed in my bag. And I put my computer in there. Well, it doesn't matter why I had cookie crumbs in my bag. Don't worry about that. But you I don't had, have a separate cookie cookie slot and computer slot. You've got you just put it all in one. My one cookie slot and my computer slot birds. are the same. That's a problem. It's like a cloaca on birds. It's all the same hole. I got to get different holes. Uh, but yeah, so I got cookies stuck in my power cord. So I had to wedge that out because I also could not charge my computer for a while due to cookies. So I I have a real problem. I would have just thrown that computer away and got another one. I'm I'm not going into admit that I got food stuck in my laptop. It's, it's, it's so embarrassing. Did anyone, did anyone, did anyone see you fall off the bike route? Oh, did anyone come to see if you were okay or did everyone ignore you or what happened? No, they all actually, people came out to help me. Like there's a, there were a bunch of people and they were helping me. And, Cause I got the wind totally knocked out of me. And then I was on the, I was like up and I was like, okay, I think I'm okay. But my, like it hurt. And then I'm like halfway from home and halfway to work. And I'm like, well, what do I do? So and so I do? got on my bike and bike to work. You and I went about going. two blocks and I realized, oh, one of my AirPods fell out of my ear. Ugh. So I bike oh. back to get my AirPod, right? You go back to the scene of the crime. I go back to the scene of the crime. Humiliating. Okay? That's the worst. Absolutely humiliating. And I get there and I see the AirPod in the middle of the road. And I take a step toward it and a taxi cab just immediately, immediately when I'm seeing Ugh. it drives right over it smashes it into a million pieces and i was but, like yeah at that at that point the adrenaline adrenaline's still going you might not realize you've broken anything yet like you're yeah. still hyped up on well oh, i still I got, you know that was three days ago and i still haven't gone to get checked out i've been pretty busy actually i've been i've been doing a lot of stuff like science <laughs> olympiad stuff so i haven't had time um but uh yeah like i can't sleep at night like i can't sleep on i can't twist around in the bed i can't get out of in or out of the bed 
It's a nightmare. Um, but I so will does Jenny does Jenny kind of uh, taking care of you, uh, making sure you're okay, or, or how how's it going around the house? Have you, yeah, have you seen her for the last three days? Is she around? <laughs> she has never tried to sexually engage me more in my life. <laughs> she knows I can't move, I can't clench my abs at all, and all of a sudden it is like hedonism, 1994. Yes, it's like She's girls gone pain. wild in my place. <laughs> and I am out, totally out of commission. <laughs> it's terrible. So remember when you asked us if we'd be sadists or masochists, I guess we know what Jenny's answer is. Yeah, now. totally. <laughs> it is. It's like my cock's in a metaphorical cage. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, Last case of emotion. That's right. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. If you guys think about it, are you thinking about it? All right, let's move on. Rolling going, Matt, how's it going with you? Yeah. So we went to Disney. Um, I survived. I think going in with the Congrats. attitude of like no attitude, like this either this is not going to be the greatest thing in the world. This is not the worst thing in the world. We're just going to go and we're going to take it day by day, hour by hour kind Mr. of thing. Let, let the experience yeah. come yeah. to you. Let's hey, let it come to me, right? Yeah, we'll take it all in. And that was great, you know. So having like I don't know if you get any of you guys are Harry Potter readers. It kind of came out a little bit after us. And so I did. Yeah, I read it. You know, if you if what? if you're like a 20 year old reading Harry Potter, I know now you can't you can't read it know, for the first you know? time now, right? Well, now well, you'll you'll read it with uh with the big with the big with your kid. I don't want to say his name in case we're not supposed yeah. to say name. His but. name is Harry Potter Junior. Yeah. The problem. Aaron's like, listen, I haven't read the book. It's pretty famous, though, so we are going to name the kid Harry Potter Junior. When you're reading with Harry Potter Junior, um, you know, and then you go to Universal Studios and the cities and the castles and everything that they've set up is just unbelievable. It's unbelievable to go walk through that and kind of experience that stuff. So, so it was great. Um, universal. You can buy a pass. Oh, Matt's light at the front of the line, right? He loves the front of the line. Boom. It's great. Okay. So Sarah and my mom planned this trip. You know, they did all of the work. So Uh I just had to go. Sounds like what I'm wrong. but then no, but then I I was the one who had to do all the rides with the boys stuff. So it, it was great. It went fine. <laughs> I but was no, the one so, who had to do all the rides. It seems yeah. like a lot of work to go sit on the teacups for twenty minutes, right? Those uh, rides will we, those we rides will fuck it, you up, man. So it's not the actual rides, it's the waiting in line that oh. is just absolutely oh, horrible, right. right? And so at Universal, we were able to buy passes and you can go and it's basically like the fast lane. Okay. So if you pay 120 bucks mm-hmm. for the day, you get to go to the front this other line that moves a lot quicker than the, than the, 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 the common folk. Like the airport. Yeah. But at Disney, they've changed it. They've changed the fast pass line. They basically charge you 15 bucks and about every two hours, this is very general. It's really, it's really convoluted and kind of set up so that if you're going to Disney, you have to be on Disney property to get all of the benefits kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But Every every two hours, you can sign up to do a essentially a fast pass on a on a one of the rides. So you get every two hours, you can start doing it. But by the time you're doing it, I mean you're going to get on like four or five rides that day in the fast pass. What? And there's at least ten rides that you want to go on. So no matter what, you're going to be if you want to ride all the rides, you have to sit in the you have to stand in one of these long lines. One of the lines got up to 230 minutes. You can see it on an app. Oh, oh my you gosh. Know, oh. For for like the best uh, 
Star Wars one. I forget what's good. Like the something Jedi, something or other or whatever. Yeah. 230 minutes. If you're just like average Joe. And so that's half your day. That's the best ride would be B Jabba for five minutes. Oh, exactly. Oh, oh, and so oh. we, we essentially did Hog-a, some of that Hog-a, stuff, Hog-a. but you know, so their thinking is, is that it's, it's 15 bucks. It's not 120, right? And Disney is the happiest place in the world. And everybody goes and everybody, <laughs> everybody has the chance, right. To kind of have this fast pass thing, but it's not just 120 bucks and you're going to the front. Like it's kind of, they're trying to spread out the equity of it and make it a little bit more equitable, equitable for anybody. But I tell you what, there, I, it, nothing, nothing. I will not go back to Disney ever again because of this oh. stupid thing. Oh, wow. Because we'll just go to Universal and we'll go hang out at Harry Potter World where we can pay 120 bucks, get to the front of the line yeah. every time. Like the time wasted in line, like an hour to do some ride. And all of a sudden you're like, well, that was horrible. Matt you West know, needs like, his fat stacks of cash to get to the front of the line. And if they're not going to put fat. him at the front of the line, they can go fuck themselves. Well, exactly. Capitalism, That's man. it. Yeah. yeah. So, so overall it was good. Um, I have figured out that no matter what I do in life, it's going to be about how fast I can get to the front of the line from now on airports, mm-hmm. restaurants, theme parks, skipping through the podcast, skipping through the podcast, how fast <laughs> Rob, I'm going to go first from now on. So I can, uh, you know, zone out. space out, zone <laughs> out for a little while hockey from here on out. Yeah. So I could watch some hockey. Yep, exactly. So, I don't know. so overall it went great. I would highly recommend universal and Disney can go fuck themselves. What? Yes. At, at, at any point during this trip, Matt, do you just get in a fight with your wife just because you're like, listen, we're on this trip. I'm with the kids all day, standing in line. Time to fight with the wife. Time to just start an argument. <laughs> oh, you know, no. you just say something like, fact, well, geez, you don't even care about me. Something it's like just that. whatever. You know what? Well, and so then we, we were. I didn't we want this speaking. kind of lemon ice. I wanted the other kind yeah. of lemon ice. Yeah. You call this a dull whip? A frozen butter beer, not yeah. a just a straight up cold butter beer. Yep. Yeah. That kind Wait, of what's a, a butter, thing, so. what's a butter beer? That sounds delicious. It's a Harry Potter. It's a Harry Potter so, thing. Yeah. Aaron, how have you not read Harry Potter? You got to read Harry Potter, bro. This they are so no, because she's ter- I, she's the worst. We're not going to get into this on the podcast. Steal the you books. Re- Just go steal the books yes, from somewhere. Cannot, Don't give her a right. dime. I'll send yes. you know what? I got a site. I'll send you some free PDFs of stolen books. There we Aaron, go. I'm right. also yeah. on Harry Potter. I didn't read it. I haven't watched the movies. I have no intention of doing either. I like it, Russell. I'm interested, but I mean, she's awful. You can't but I would still go to Harry Potter world if I could pay to go to the front of the line. I'd go if there's frozen butter beer. That sounds great. We're so fun. It's crazy. Speaking of which, Aaron, rolling going, how's it going with you? Man, it's good. I got a lot. I got a lot to say about rolling going. There's a lot happening in my life. Um, uh, got a quick update for all of our listeners who've been wondering. My carnivorous plant, still alive, fucking wow. killing it. It's growing. I've repotted it. It's been just devouring fruit flies, so that's going great. <laughs> I know everybody's, ow, 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 know everybody's ow, ow. we still don't we still don't understand why there are so many fruit flies in the house <laughs> from the produce. I mean, it's, you know, uh, last night at uh, cocktail hour, I treated myself to some canned oysters. So I really enjoyed that. Oh, that was no. a nice, nice no. treat for myself. No, stop. Yep, stop. The crown no. prince. Shut up. Canned oysters. Yeah, oysters come in a container. It's the oyster. Like, you don't need to take the oysters out and put them in a container. They have a natural container. It's the oyster. But, Rob, do you know that the the, the little tin of of, of smoked Crown Prince oysters? I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. No. Whatever you're about to say, no, I don't know it because I've never heard of this product in my life. Oh, a little a little tin of smoked oysters in olive oil. There's like 16 of them in there, and that's one serving size. You can just eat 16 oysters and be like, yep, that was my my snack. Are you serious? Yeah, is it like is it like anchovies where you peel off a film yes, on the top? Yeah, you peel oh, off the God, top of the can. Oh God, this sounds terrible. Eat them with some what? crackers. 
while I'm cooking up some pizza for the family. Oh man, it was and perfect. I'm so happy. Canned Just oysters. Crown Prince That's canned oysters. Delicious. Crown, that sounds like a piercing you'd get. Crown Prince canned oysters. That's, I mean, that's okay. Crown so Prince. Good. Oh my God. That was I, number 16 you, on the Pornhub you wanna, 2021 search. I don't know what that is. You you guys want to guess? I use, I'm a Bing guy. Uh, you guys want to guess how much does a can of whole oysters cost, do you think? $3.99. Yeah. You're buying a bunch of oysters for $3.25. Not enough to pay for oysters <laughs> that you are getting these oysters from some fucked up place. I don't know where you're getting an oyster for three. You're going to shuck an oyster and put it into a can for three twenty five. I'm still Please. here. I, 24 hours ago. I'm still good. 16, so, of, them worked out. 16 of them. 16 Rob. oysters. Yeah. Like just right down with some crackers. So good. Yes. Oysters out of a can. And that wasn't me, even your story. No. Like this isn't so, even your then, main story that you eat no. oysters out of a can. No, of course not. Uh, second, so the last thing, that's uh, my son started soccer shots, so that's really fun. So shout out to him for being enthusiastic about learning how to play soccer. He just like jumps right in and yep. they're just kicking balls and cones and that's super fun. But what he's I good really at, want to talk rumor about. Rumor is that he's good at kicking balls, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, normally I kick my dad in the balls, but now I'm doing oh, okay. the soccer ball. Man, what I really want to talk it. about is you guys are going to be your dad's face on it and let it rip. That's right. <laughs> I got to talk about work for a minute. Um, you guys are going to be Aww. very proud of me. Uh, we've discussed my my career. Are we close trajectory. to any holidays where you're going to lay people off? Where we yes. have yeah. any day or what? <laughs> yeah. My my boss, who I recently learned is leaving the company, but prior to leaving the company, he nominated me for a leadership university. So you oh guys should, should be proud of me. <laughs> I've, you I've made enrolled. you made it. <laughs> I mean, That's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> And now, announcing the 2024 Leadership University class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very exclusive. It's just me and about 220 other people. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's very a weekend. Exclusive. It's a weekend at the Hilton. You pay $2,000 to get, to get it, but they promise you, you're going to make that money back in a couple of weeks. Okay. Cause they've got some yeah. great ideas. All you need to bring is a list of a hundred friends that you have. Yes. And we're going to call those hot leads. It's <laughs> like, I love my leadership committee. Right. And, uh, this special, this is a special leadership, leadership university committee. for people at my level. So uh, it's Aaron's called it's going so to a one special of, leadership university. He thinks that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah. He's like, yay! One of one of my classes is called leading from the middle. So this is a special <laughs> yeah. leadership they're, university. They're like celebrating that you're middle management. Yes, yes. This is the that's worst. <laughs> this is the worst. This is like the definition of the Peter principle: is the middle management person who they put in leadership university to like. Hey, we're just going to keep this person down just enough yeah. to where they don't have enough ambition to take me out, but they'll just continue to do my bidding right underneath me and have oh no, have no goals in a career at all. So that's it. I knew you guys would be proud. I knew, I knew I came to the right place for some kudos Leading from the middle. <laughs> what does this leadership school Jeez. look like? Like, is this actually like, are you going like on like certain days or is this a series of videos that you watch where two people are talking about oh, it no, and then you have to no, take a quiz at do, the end i mean i don't want to give too much away there's going to be identifying information but uh no it's like uh get together for some online you know learning together mm-hmm. uh there's gonna be quizzes at the end what the um, fuck do you learn about leadership we're gonna do a simulation where we're like a simulated company and we're gonna you know 
to succeed as a simulated company. Oh my God. Can you try to plug our podcast on this? We've already gone too far. I will. I will indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're going to make up a company. So how how would you guys deal? uh, One of your workers is looking for a three and a half percent raise. You're only willing to give him three. How would you guys deal with it? Leading from the middle. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. And this is probably the cynic. I mean, this sounds like an Inatech type thing. And and just hold on. Just hold on for one sec. So your boss is leaving. Yeah. How many people in your position are like eligible for to take over that boss's position? Uh, Is there like three or four of you? About four. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So let me guess. Let me just guess here, right? Yeah. Don't there's break two. Soul. No. There's <laughs> either two or three of you who got nominated to go to this leadership academy while this other clown yeah. who's going to be taking over for him. And now everybody feels good and everybody gets a trophy and nobody yes. feels bad you and all it, this man. stuff. So you, you guys are you're not gonna be the boss, but we're gonna send you to leadership training, That's right? Got it. So, Man, is you that, know it. You got it. Is that what happened? Is that yes. what's going on? Yes. Yeah, you yeah. got it 100%. You and the worst it. part is, is that Aaron's jacking off to the top. He, <laughs> he, he misunderstands it, but he's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm just honored to be here. So, yeah, I knew you guys. So, are you not going to go for the place. position? I mean, I just, maybe this is getting too personal, but, or like, do you feel like you want the position? Or are you having fun managing from the middle, or what's the deal? He doesn't want that position. I mean, Le- leading, leading from the middle. He's man. climbing, he's climbing that ladder. If you get to that next position, you got to, like, that's like a lot of 4 p.m. meetings, guys. And, yes. like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying Friday to work meetings, at 4 p.m. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. Easter, Pacific. 4 p.m. Easter, I mean, if oof. it's Easter, you're probably okay, or you'd be what's able to What's the pay bump? What's the pay bump? Is it a good pay bump or oh. not that much? Oh, yeah, yes. it'd be about, yeah, it'd be like uh, 25, 30% probably. Yeah, you I mean, could probably get so regular clams or whatever, oysters yeah. or whatever you were Yeah, eating he doesn't need to buy canned bump. oysters anymore. <laughs> so four, four o'clock meetings, 30% bump. Uh, Tell him you're eating canned oysters in this leadership school and see if they kick your ass out. You're going to be in leadership school detention writing, I will not eat canned oysters on the board 100 times. Leading from the middle so of my good. ass. Oh, delicious. Can you imagine? Could they at least imagine? come up with a better name for the the one course leading, leading from the middle? From the middle? Come on, guys. Like, like who gets real? who gets up and it's like God? I'm really excited about this leading from the middle course that I have. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's gonna be yeah. me, man. I'm I'm fired up. I'm excited. You should for it. you should really show up with a band aid on your stomach and say I'm bleeding from the middle and then be like, wait, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> this lettership class is not good. And they're like, what? What's this guy's deal? He's My a fucking idiot. My is just horrible. It hasn't got any better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so bad. Uh, Russell, I'm sorry. Yeah, Russell, Roland going. How's it going with you? I, then, I'm going. never doing the order like this again. This screws me up too bad. This is uh, it's too much. It's so confusing. Even Sharma is like, I don't know what's going on with this show. It's going really well. Uh, about a week ago, I went to the Minnesota Food and Wine Festival at oh, no. Target Field. So they do like a, nice. the food and wine where they bring in all these food vendors, all these wine, booze, beer vendors, and they essentially set it up throughout the whole entire, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, indoor seating area at Target Field. So, so hundreds I, of booths there. I just want the listeners right now. Can, it, can the listeners just do me a favor? Okay. Yeah. When you hear the slap... Can you just pause the podcast? I just want you to think about for 10 seconds. Where's this story going to go? Where's Russell's story about going to the food and wine expo at Target Field? And did you drive yourself, Russell? No, I, there's no chance. There's no driving involved for this. No way. So just pause it right now and think, how is this story going to end? Why the slap? Well, I have to tell the, the ending sounds, or not? All the sounds you could play. Why the slap? 
Well, it's a short one. What am I supposed to play like this? Okay, when I play Rump Shaker, think about yes. <laughs> what is Russell's. Well, I just gave away the ending. Oh! Ow, ow, ow. It ends with the rump shaking. Uh, can I have the, your Pinot Noir? And I do want to zoom, zoom. <laughs> but no, no, no. Hold the boom, yeah, boom, boom. boom. I'm actually, I'm leading so, from the middle. I don't have time. Before, for that. before I tell you about the ending, I thought what I could do is share some experiences I had at the Food and Wine Festival and see what would be your guys' style at this type of event. And do you think this type of behavior is the way to go at this type Ooh, of event? I love. Oh man, love talking yes. proper behavior. Yes. yes, Russell for the wines. For the wines, did they have any flights? <laughs> Could you, could you get flights of wine at this thing? <laughs> oh, here we go. So essentially you could go in and there. <laughs> could you get flights of wine? It was, a, it was a yes or no question. <laughs> yeah. You could get whatever you wanted. You then it get sounds like you were on a flight tonight, baby. Yeah. A flight of wine. All right. All right. All right. I do like this story. Stories we like. Tell us about the trip you're We got to hit this hard. We're going to hear about your. Flag tonight! Oh, yes. And the ironic thing is, I have another song too. Hold up your drink. You know what? Hey, I'm gonna, I, before you get going, Russell, before you get going, I yeah. think, I think, you know, we'll have it. This is an in podcast editing session or whatever. We should just cut off the first half hour of this thing. Skip <laughs> the song. Skip me and Rob and just start with Rosie talking about middle management. It picked up. This, this podcast picked up. Rosie so talked about super canned excited. oysters. He did not talk about middle management. I want to be very clear on this. So, Russell, first you went to the canned oysters booth and they were, the line was so long. You couldn't get there. What did you do I was next? just peeling the film off the top of those little cans over and over. It was fantastic. Oh, my God. You're eating multiple cans. Ow, ow, ow. So, there's. There's, there's there's hundreds Ow. of booths set up, oh. uh, different types of food, wine, booze, uh, beer, everything you can ask for. <laughs> booze and so the beer. first thing I was the first thing I was going to ask you is if you go into a food and wine type event and there are vendors that are selling stuff but not giving out samples, is that bullshit or is that okay? No. Yep. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah. 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 What are you doing there if you're not going to yeah. give out samples? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this the store? No, I paid a <laughs> fee to get in here. Idiots. Table stakes. Like, yeah, if you want to be there, you got to like, hand, I mean, you can hand something out, right? You can open like one bottle of something and pour an ounce for everybody. You could have a can of oysters at the red. Yeah, one can Come of on. oysters. Let everybody take one with a toothpick, right? Feed 16 people. Please. By the way, Matt, the fact that you said delete the song, like I felt that was pointed. You said, let's delete the song. That was one of the things. I thought it was a good song. Aaron the Freak. I like that one. I was just trying to see if I could get you to start talking dirty. No, not going to happen. Clean. Go ahead, Russell. Well, either way, so so once I, I walked by and there was all these vendors that didn't have anything out, it's like, what are you guys trying to do? Are you like think people are just going to come and start talking to you about their product, or what? What are you doing? You got people aren't paying for that; they're paying to eat free food and drink free yes. wine. Yes, right now, yeah. Russell, absolutely, Russell. I need to set the scene. I need to picture this in my head. Are you yep. alone on this, or is this a date night activity? I was out with the. Fr- there was definitely a friend with me. At all there right. was a date that was. It was. There was two of us, but there was. Because I was going to say, going to the Food and Wine Expo on your own, I think we would actually have to stop down and have a little bit of intervention. Well, technically, uh, that has happened once before. Oh, my God. You want to hear the story on that or not? <laughs> I got hey, I got all night. Dude. I'm on spring break and my ribs Like hurt. I said, chop off the first half hour and just start <laughs> with this shit. Let's I actually go. cannot get out of my seat. It hurts too bad. So I'm okay. here. I'm listening. So I have gone to a Food and Wine Expo once by myself before. 
It was about two years ago. I would do that. And I had gone out on a date with a lady a couple times and we, I I thought we had had a few good dates and we were both kind of foodie type people. And we were all also both baseball people. And I was like, Oh, this food and wine thing at target fields coming up. What a great like idea for a date, right? For if people are into that. Right. And so I asked her, Hey, do you want to go to this? She's like, yep, absolutely. And so I get the tickets and we'd only been out a few times and I got the tickets. Oh no. And like the day after I got the tickets, I texted her about something and she called me <gasps> and was like, I'm not going to be able to go. I'm not really into this. Um, I'll go with you, but it would only be as friends. And I was like, oh, gosh. Oof. So I spent like 200 bucks on these tickets or whatever. Right? Oh, now, now Russell, now, I, I'm just going to ask you. I'm going to ask yeah. you guys, Russell, don't say anything. Yeah. Okay. I want to see a thumbs up or down. Did Russell still bring the woman as a friend thinking, well, maybe there's a chance. <laughs> I want to see thumbs up or down. Did Russell still bring the woman? Russell, I say yes. Matt and Aaron both say no. Russell, did you still bring the woman to the date? No, I did not even consider bringing the woman to the <laughs> oh date. Oh, my God. You're so strong, uh, Russell. I'm so proud I, of you. I, I held strong. And I just I said on the phone, hey, appreciate you being straightforward. But yeah, I'll just I'll figure out a different plan. I got to give her credit. She did offer to send me money for the ticket because yeah. I think she realized like I asked her and she said yes and then spent money on it. So I was like, but I, of course. You want to take a vote? Did I take the money or not? No, of course you didn't, Russell. You're a joke. Goddamn right, money. I took the money. You took the money. No, I'm going to buy so many canned oysters with this. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> so, so I, I'm, this whole thing might need to get deleted out. This isn't going to end well, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the the so oh, no. then so I get I get dumped. Oh, we no, want to hear that. I get dumped for my date to the the food and wine expo at Target Field. It's like three days before, and I'm like. Well, what am I going to do? I'm going to go. I refuse to just like, just because some girl's not going to go with me. I'm not going to just ditch on it. Yeah, right. So I reached out to this other lady who I had known before. Nice. And I was like, hey. (laughs) This is where you're coming in. This is is where it's coming in. I think Russell is leading from slightly below the middle on this plan. (laughs) (laughs) And so we had kind of been having a conversation. You know, I wasn't seeing the first lady seriously or anything like that. So I talked to this other lady and I, Said, hey, I've got these tickets to this. I thought it'd be fun. You want to go with me? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. So I've I've got a different date set up. I'm like, great. This is it'll, we'll have fun. Two days before, or the, we're ready to go. We're all set and everything. Morning of, I get a text. I've got food poisoning. I can't go. Oh, the, so I got the, I got the straight rejection and yeah. then the. Oh, Oh, that is certainly a lie. A lie. <laughs> that is a lie. Morning food poisoning has morning, never happened. Morning food poisoning. So I got bailed on twice yeah. for the Food and Wine Expo a few years ago. And then I was like, well, I could either be bummed about it or I could just go and have fun. And that's what I did. But one of the things I have to say this, one of the things I always try to take a learning lesson from something like that. And my learning lesson was mm-hmm. never, ever pre-spend a bunch of money on a date with a woman or any person I should, for that matter, that you don't know well enough. Like it was a mistake for like a third date to spend like 200 bucks on food and wine tickets. Mistake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, which number date was the uh, Rolling Stones concert? (laughs) What number date was that? Was that like four? You're like, I learned the lesson, but not really. Like I didn't learn that. (laughs) That was all day of stuff though. That was, I was, I purchased tickets day of. Oh, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. He wasn't spending the head. So he did learn. Russell's learning. Zero planning went into that ahead of time. Trending in the right direction. As far as I can tell. But so, so anyways, the phone call I received last week on Saturday is any indication. It seems like it's trending in the right direction. Just for those of you keeping up the uh, back to the better wiki online. I just want to let you know that was Russell's first Food and wine expo story. Okay, 
Uh, and maybe not even his first. That was just the first story. So let's move on to chapter two. Very thoughtful. I like, I like, I like I would. I would go to a food and wine expo with you. I would never tell you that I had food poisoning, Russell. You're a good guy. I would never. <laughs> now, Russell, can I ask you, did, yeah. did, what did you think of the um, vendor that was selling Skittle vodka? Did you go to the Skittle vodka <laughs> and inform them that they, it's, it's not flavors. It's that just was colors. the one where I spent my, my mats and I've got one excuse where I could just yeah. stay up front the whole yeah. time. That was the one I picked. Uh, can my I sample son, the more purple, than, please? More than once this week, my son said, what, what's the, dad, what's the name of the candy that he put in the drink? Like that's become a real joke in our household. (laughs) Wait, which which candy did he put in the drink? Dude, your leadership school finds out you're showing this podcast to kids. You are going to get kicked out of leadership school. That is bad leadership. I think the real question I had about food and wine tastings is, what is your guy's style when it comes to going up and the person who's the expert, the the sommelier or whoever the wine person is, starts talking to you about the product. Do you have to act like you care or can you just yes. stick your glass in there and be like, fill it up and let yes. me move along? What's what's your style when it comes to talking with the expert while they're explaining the product? 30 seconds. They got 30 seconds to tell me whatever they're selling. I mean, because that's the whole point of the thing, right? I mean, like they're mm-hmm. there. They paid a bunch of money to be there. They got to get their information out, right? Yep. But like it's got to be 30, I mean, maybe a minute, whatever it is. But like there's no, a, there definitely a is an uncomfortable amount of time yep. and an oversell. I'm happy. And that's yeah. listening to them. I like to let that. Yeah. Like they got a job to do. Happy to listen to them. But when it comes to that moment where you take the sip and they look at you for what you're going to say, that's the part I don't like. Like, I don't know what, I mean, like, yeah. I don't like talking about how wine tastes. Like, I don't like, that's like talking about how sex feels like just drink the wine and keep it moving. Yeah. Do we need to bleep out the last half hour of what you were just talking about, Aaron or not? <laughs> uh, that would, ex- that would explain why my wife got so bad when I mad when I said, Oh, this was full bodied. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, this has an oaky, oaky aftertaste. No, no. What? No. <laughs> this wine tastes like mulch. It's in some canned oysters. <laughs> ow, gotta ow. Cleanse the palate. Yeah, cleanse the palate. Oh. <laughs> Okay, you did have your minute there, but oh, it's over. Oh, okay. This was not our finest year. I'm not going to lie to this you. This gave me bitter beer face. This was better. This vintage was actually better a couple of years ago. Um, but a lot of people think actually with some weight loss, it could actually come back to the vintage that it was before. Uh, and actually this year they were pretty tired because they worked a lot and it was, you know, a change. It was, it was you know, tough. So my, I eventually came to, a, I, I think I have the answer for how you, how, how you should deal with a over-aggressive salesperson at food and wine. Okay, please. This I, got. I think the rule is if you don't make eye contact with them, you can just mm. stick your glass in and get out yeah. of there. Yeah. But no, if like you, it. if you make eye contact with them, then you're stuck. Then you've got to acknowledge that they're yeah. a person then you, and they're yeah, not just pouring stuff for you. You got to interact. Is that a fair rule? You think? I like that rule. I, I like it. So this gets to the end of the story. While why Aaron's probably laughing, hell, all of you could be laughing at this point. So I had quite a bit of wine at this event, what? and I'm realizing like food what? and wine expos, I might just not be good for them. And I, I overdid it. Let me ask one question, Russell. Yeah. At any point, okay, yeah. and I want you, and you have to be honest here, okay? Yeah. 
did you go back to the same place twice and act like it was the first time you were there? Like, oh, wow, this is, oh, really? You know what? I really don't have any shame. If I went back, I would act like, oh, this is a great product. And then I would let them talk to me about it. So, and then, oh, here's the move. Here's the move when you go back. You make sure you take the card. Like whatever their yeah. their advertising yeah. material is, yeah. you take the card, you go back, right. you look at the card, you put it in your bag, and then you take that wine and you go drink it. There else. you go, ah, Russell. You're so smart. Do I have a sound clip for Russell being smart? I, we'll see if I'm smart when we get oh, to the end of the story. Right? It's sixpence. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have it. That's a bummer. So, anyways. I don't, the problem with these, like these tastings is it's just never ending, right? You can go and you can keep getting little sips of wine over and over. And it doesn't really dawn on you that, Hey, I've probably had too much, right? <laughs> yep. It sneaks, yep. It sneaks up on you. It sneaks so up. So eventually, eventually I clearly had had too much and I, I got back to the end of the night and I did something that I haven't done in a long time. I started drunk dialing my friends. I got back and I was like, I need to talk to my boys for yes. some reason. And so I started like going into my phone and looking at any, any of my buddies who I thought, well, maybe they would be up. And what I tried to do is not call the ones that I knew had younger kids. Right. But so I just started drunk dialing a bunch of my buddies. I was honored. And if people would pick up, they would pick up. But I barely remember talking to anyone. I barely remember any of it. So I was going to ask you guys, like, what is the last time you drunk dialed anyone? And like, do you ever oh, still wow. do that? Or, or what's your thoughts on drunk I, dialing? My problem is, is that sometimes if I'm under the influence, I will text people or my mm-hmm. phone will just be in my hand. Right. And I one time did at three in the morning call uh, the guy who does our taxes. George. <laughs> uh, and so I called George at three in the morning. Uh, and unfortunately he texted back, who is this? Why did you call me? And I had to say, Oh, I'm Rob. You do my taxes. I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I'm like going to the bathroom. I didn't mean to call you like absolutely humiliating. What a bummer. Does he I, still, you do your taxes or not? Oh yeah, of course. And that guy's leading from the middle right there. Is it- <laughs> They're very easy because he's like, you've spent, you've spent a hundred thousand dollars this year on canned oysters. This is crazy. So Rob, you have, you have drunk dialed recently. Matt or Aaron, have you guys ever drunk dialed recently or not? It's fun as hell. I mean, my, my, uh, drunk style, if there is such a thing is to just go to sleep. Right. So I'm not like (laughs) hanging out there and like keep going. And so I just don't, I think as I got older, the opportunities are just not there. I just can't do it anymore because I'm just going to go right to sleep. So, but no, I, I miss that. And I, I, I miss drunk calls from people too. They can be fun. It was, I was, uh, I, yeah, I was so honored to get the call. Aaron, you're one of the people I called. Yes, I know. I was excited. It was no, fantastic. No, Aaron, I wasn't, I, that wasn't a statement. That was a question. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a nice conversation. I was so excited. And yeah, I, I haven't drunk down anybody for a long time. Part of it is like I'm on the West Coast. So by the time I'm sauced up, everybody I know is probably sleeping. So I but I mean, I think we should all drunk dial more often. It's Aaron, can really I make delightful. a promise to you? If you drunk yeah. dialed me, I would pick up. <laughs> well, I like that, Rob. Now, that like is it. not that is not true of Russell like as it turns out. It sounds out. like you didn't pick up when I called. Because <laughs> Russell called oh, no. me and I was talking to where was I? I was like doing your some, tax accountant. I was talking to somebody and I got a call from Russell and I go, oh. And I hung up on him and then immediately I panicked. I was like, oh no, Russell's in big trouble. Why on earth would he be voice calling me? (laughs) And so I like texted him back. I was like, Russell, are you okay? Is this an emergency? And he was like, Food Wide Expo, canned oysters. (laughs) I was like, yep, he's doing okay. 
forgot it was Friday night. <laughs> Leave it at that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Russell, I mean, the, that's, that's so good. Oh, so that's how we're going to end the segment. Me saying that's no, so good. I have good. one more thing. Fuck I have me. a, I have a tip. Ooh, I have oh. a tip, a pro tip. Okay. Well, if like you guys tips. ever do drunk dial people and you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh shit, what did I do? And you're starting to get texts from all these people saying, asking you questions that you don't know the answer to. Right. You want to know the number one move? Do not look at your, your history. You just ignore <laughs> what you did. Like there was yes. part of me that wanted to look and be like, well, who all did I call? Cause this could be bad. But I, I just it. decided. I was going to keep it in the background and I wasn't even going to look at who I called. I think that's the move. If you drunk like dial, you so don't smart. look back. You just look forward. No, cause that's- I like that. I had that. I had my brother's uh, 40th birthday party up at Hermantown a couple weeks ago. And I had had, uh, we got there at like five and I, I had uh, it's very similar that if you don't remember signing the, uh, your check, you know, at the end of yes. the night, you know, mm-hmm. closing yep. out your tab, same thing. Just don't look at it. Just don't even like yep. bother to try Smart. to figure out how much it no. was. And then, mm-hmm. and then I was pleasantly surprised when I got my credit card bill that, you know, it wasn't as bad. Well, that's because you're drinking be, up but, North where drinks cost like 75 <laughs> oh, cents. Let me tell you, it, it was awesome. And they have like yeah. drinks you've never heard of, you know, but they yeah. like are closer. Like, Oh, do you want, you know, Jacoby Wakress? And you're like, what? I've never heard of that. They're like, it's 75 cents. You're like, yes, I'll have 10. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I'll take two of those canned oysters as well. But I like that, Russell. Just to, just deflect. Just yeah. shove that down. Don't even think about it. Just don't even bother. But yeah, so, I like that. I like so that folks, approach. if it's Friday night and you're friends with any of us and you hear, you know. Pick up. It's time you got to pick up. Unless you have young kids. And I I tried. I don't think I called the people with younger kids except Aaron because he was West Coast. Yeah, I, I, think, was, I was up, man. Russ, next time say I'm drunk dialing and then call me and I will answer as the big bobber. The big bobber okay. will talk to you the whole time. Actually, you know what happened? I, you know, I did, I did not answer. Russell called me, but I was putting my son to bed when he called, but I called him back and Russell did answer. So Russell drunk answered my call. That's so good. That's, I love it. Listen, let's get into this album. Yeah, do we have to? <laughs> no, we all like the show. Let's talk about the album. Oh, yeah. All right. I forgot what we're doing here. Let's get to let's. Oh God! I just opened up my phone. And you know what popped up? A picture of canned oysters. I almost threw up. I was looking at them. <laughs> they do not look good right now. Go online. Look They're at what so canned tasty. oysters. Yeah, the smoked ones. They're really nice. Listen, we are talking about the album Dusty in Memphis, which might as well be called is the album with Son of a Preacher Man on it, right? Because that is yep. pretty much what this album is known for. Son of a Preacher Man. It's a straight up banger. It is crazy good. But what's crazy about this is that Dusty Springfield is this English singer, right? She, 19, in the late 1960s, she's kind of had a string where she's starting to kind of fall out of relevance. And she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what my idol, Aretha Franklin, did. I'm going to sign with Atlantic. And I'm going to work with this guy named Jerry Wexler, the producer. Mm-hmm. Because Jerry Wexler worked with Aretha. And uh, I think Jerry Wexler is kind of an interesting character, too. He actually was, before this, he was a journalist at Billboard magazine. And his claim to fame was he is the guy who came up with the term rhythm and blues. Oh, and do you know why he came up with the term rhythm and blues? No, it's because he thought the term race records chart was not good and they should change that. So it used to be called race records chart. And then he was like, how about rhythm and blues? So yeah, kind of a, he, so this guy brings in a bunch of songs for dusty Springfield. He's like, listen, we got this woman. She's got a great voice. She's a well-known singer in the UK. We're going to bring in a bunch of songs. Dusty says, I hate all of these. And actually, Dusty Springfield claimed later that she was super nervous about recording in America and and for an album that she didn't actually produce. This is the first one. And so she said, yeah, the reason that the Memphis, because this is called Dusty in Memphis, 
Update, most of it was actually re-recorded in New York City. The greatest city True. in the world. The greatest uh, city in the world. I mean, if you want to see a, a giant fat guy fall on a bicycle, New York City is the place <laughs> for you. I don't uh, know, Rob. I think it would be funny if you did it in Memphis or New York City. So so she records this album, right? And it's and it's this guy was kind of a proponent of that stack sound and the uh a muscle shoal sound. So you're gonna kind yeah. of hear that same grainy quality, but it's mm. strange having basically a diva singer with that quality of an album where her voice, I think on this album is way to the back. I think it does it a disservice. I think the voice being so far back in the mix is, is not that great, but she's probably most famous for telling uh, the uh, record company Atlantic. Hey, I got this friend named John Paul Jones and he's All in this right. band called Led Zeppelin. You should sign them. Right. And he was like, Oh, That's okay. Yeah. And I just want to point out this out too. We this album sounds old as shit. Like that's the point I made with the granny stuff earlier. And we don't need to get into that if it got edited out or whatever. But I want to you want to hear other albums that came out the same year, 1969, right? First of all, there's a little something called Woodstock. So imagine you go and see Woodstock and then you come back and you put on this new Dusty Springfield album. You'd be like, well, no, I, this is what my parents listen to. I'm not listening to this. Uh Led Zeppelin's first album, Abbey Road, Velvet Underground, Velvet Underground. Like there's so much stronger, harder music coming out. And then Dusty Springfield comes out with basically son of a preacher man. So it, at the time, total flop. Uh, let's listen to it right now. And then somehow it's gotten big again. I'm not quite sure even how that happened. Jeez. I can't imagine what would be appealing. Why would people yeah. listen to this record over other records by people from Memphis? It's so strange. What would the, what would the, you said Jeez, you weren't going to get imagine. into your list until later. I'm not, do you I'm have, not Rob, do you have like uh, the source of your comments that this is popular again? I swear to God, it's just like, you know, you can like sort of make things up on Wikipedia. It could be a couple of podcasts that maybe. I tried to find, I tried to find, you know, like negative reviews of this album and like Pitchfork has it as the 19th best album of the 60s. All these write-ups have it as like, just like these sterling reviews of it. I, I, I don't, well, let's get into it. I, I enjoy it. Hey, listen, That's just okay. like it's good. Just like uh, uh, Aaron, who should I make fun of? Not me. I'll take it. So just I'll, like I'll Aaron's it. wife says, hey, just a little loving. Oh, that doesn't, small penis. Ugh. Well, that would have been too real. If it had been too too real. real. I know. I didn't want it to be hurtful. <laughs> yeah, this is wrong. Just a little loving. I mean, you can't you can't front on her voice. I mean, you're right. It's a it's a great voice. What do you think of her as a singer? It's fantastic. I mean, it's a great. It's a great voice. Smoky, seductive. It's got range. It's good. But the problem is, right, is that every song starts to sound like this song. Yeah. Is 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 that Rosie? I honestly, I, I have no idea. So I have to add, I ask honestly: Is this better than like the average lounge singer in Las Vegas who would just go and sing this song? Mm, I maybe. I think so because I think when she gets into the bigger, louder moments where it's when the world wouldn't be half as bad. I mean, I think there's oh, moments wait, where what the did she do? How did it go? Did it go? Did go? <laughs> I think it goes like, like this, Aaron. It's like oh, the rat to tat tat to rat to tat I think there are places where it soars, but I can't. I can. I can hear where you'd it be like soars, like you know. like like sores yeah. that hurt. Not like not yeah. like open sores. Oh, where you're like <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Russell's but days, I mean. I could, it's a valid question, Matt. I agree with you. I, but I, I have to say this album, I tried to pick parts of the songs where it does soar because I think it's the most dynamic part. Otherwise, this album is basically the one person I thought of listening to this album was my grandmother. 
Like I was like, this is exactly what my grandmother would listen to and love yeah. it on the record player. Maybe that's why I liked it. It was kind of nostalgic. I thought the first song was a decent song. There were some strings going on. The drums were okay. There's some good backup singers. I, I enjoyed the first song. I feel the same way about this one as I did about uh, Neil Young's album, where the the songs without strings I much prefer to the ones with strings. But that's just me. No, oh, I, I I get you. I hear you. So just like when a woman is with Russell or I, so much love. Well, no, wait, that was supposed to be a penis joke too, but it didn't sound like it. Damn it. We could do it the whole album. This song is written by Carol King. Just to give you an idea of how long Carol King has been writing songs for. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And is yeah. this the sweet inspirations well, on the Didn't background? Carol King work close with Jerry Wexler too or not? Yeah, I think so. But yeah, like uh, that phrase, like what she just did, that's not easy to do. Like, I, that's the thing that I don't think, a, a, you know, the average lounge singer could. So, so bring her up. Feature her Side, voice. Like, sidebar, don't put we should We should actually go to a lounge and hear a singer sometime when we go to Las Vegas. I'm so busy. Uh, <laughs> but the, like, that's, that, but that's why. So bring her up. Make it a diva album. Like, bring it. I don't want to hear this with Or her. it's not that good. I mean, you know, like, I, I mean, isn't, is there a reason I, that it's back there? I'm going to, I'm going to stop this you. Is, this is a Carol King repeat. You guys are going to regret like this a week from now. Listen, this, listen this is to too this. Harsh. You cannot tell. Listen to this. This, she should have done 10 songs like this. It's so good. Yeah, this is the groove. She's way up front. But the, the problem with it is, it was written too for Aretha. Good. Yeah, but it was it was written for Aretha. She turned it down, and so this, she's like coming in at second, third, right, to do this. Yeah. And then Aretha's like, oh well, it's a popular song. I guess I'll take it as mine. And then it's more popular as an Aretha Franklin song. What's wild is you know why Aretha didn't take the song? She is the daughter of a preacher person. She yeah she 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 thought it was disrespectful to preachers. Which is so strange because later she came out and said her favorite movie was Spotlight. And I was like, well, that doesn't. The Wait, the one about the journalism priests? people? Catholic church priests who don't have kids? I read no. that this was her biggest oh, hit man. that charted. It got to number nine. But I like you. I think one of you guys were saying earlier, Rob, was it that the album wasn't very popular when it came out? Is that right? Yeah, so like, absolutely. I, I remember this song being super popular, but I don't know if it's because of this or af- before or after. But it's Pulp Fiction, right? This it's, was in yeah. Pulp Fiction, and every yeah. it blew up after Tarantino that. Is that right? It. Yeah, it's just like John Travolta. It got big because of Pulp Fiction, and it's just like pizza, which is why John Travolta is big now. I was gonna say, are you sure it's not because of hits from the bong? Yes, uh-huh. by Cypress Hill. Hits from the bong. You're the hearing. Bong. You're hearing in the background right now. Hits from the bong. Yes. <laughs> Listen, just listen to the voice on this. I don't want to hear it anymore. You don't got to be rude about it, Rob. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I just speed it up like a lot of oboe. A lot of oboe. You know, I never felt like, oh, fuck, I got to turn this off. But I did feel like, well, there's other stuff I probably want to listen to. Yeah, I got to admit, this does not pass my college dorm room test. Like, if you went into somebody's dorm room and they were playing this album, you'd be like, oh, boy, okay, okay? well, I will see you later. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you guys think Charm or Color from earlier will continue to listen if my story about the Food and Wine Expo is longer than our discussion of the album? <laughs> yes. Yes. My helper. My keeper. Yes. This is this is another part of the show. People do not listen to us talk about the music. Just let everybody know. We know that. I love this. Now, this is what this album does really well is this tempo change. But it, why is it so far back in the middle? Break it up. 
And this is where we're getting like this is the Motown sound. Like, I thought this was great. Motown this, to me. Yeah. This was an absolute jam. This was the the best song on the album, don't you think? Or second best? One of the Ooh, top like two. Better than Son of a Preacher Man. It's it's like, it's like those two, I think. I like that too. It's a Don't Forget About Me is a great song. Do you think Aaron? Part of this is that this was a mono album. Like so, it's just not mi- it can't be mixed, but that can't be true because this know. is like Led Zeppelin's well coming out the know. same year. I mean, you can put I, on fucking Led my, Zeppelin and then this album, and you're going to be like, hmm, yeah, well, it was one of the best. Can I give albums. you my deep dark take on why I think all this is going on? So yes, have you heard the Sound of Silence by the Disturbed Singer? Yes. Yep. Okay, I think it's phenomenal, right? And then there's this guy can we Brian O'Brien. What is what is yeah. the sound? What does it sound like? But there's this guy, Brian Oak, who's like this local radio DJ who's like kind of the godfather now of all things indie rock and all this stuff, right? And so he claimed he hadn't heard this song, so this radio show has assumed they played it. He's like, yeah, but all they're doing is hiding with behind all these strings and all these drums and everything, right? Like, it's not that great with him singing it. It's just they got all this stuff in the background, right? You know, like, get rid of all, strip all that out. I feel like this was a Motown record. All these songs were just cast-offs. Otherwise, they would have gone to somebody who's a little bit more Motown or a little bit more Ooh, I authentic, like you know? And so the people that were mixing this, putting this together, are like, oh, man, we can't have this lady, you know, singing these songs. So they try to do everything to prop up the songs mm. except for the voice. And she actually does have, a, seems like she's got a, a very good voice. But it just seems like all of this mixing and everything was to try to save the song because they didn't believe in the singer. That's just my my take on this whole I think album. it's that. It just feels I like think, I just can't imagine what are you doing in there? having to rely on putting your voice way at the back just because what you're doing isn't that good. Like that's I'm going to go one I'm going to go one step further into the deep dark secrets which is that oh, no. uh I don't know when so this this was released in uh, it, this was released on uh, January 18th, 1969. January 18th is my birthday, so I'm not sure. I'm, I'm conflicted about how to feel about that. So I don't know exactly when well, all of are, this... You weren't born yet. Yeah, was around, don't so worry about it. Really matter. But I don't yeah. know exactly when all of this recording happened, but I have read interviews, uh, and maybe we've all read this with... Um, was it with Spooner Oldham or Dan Penn about how after... And this is going to get dark. Uh, after the MLK assassination... Black artists wouldn't work a lot, would not work with a lot of these white musicians. And a lot of these studio musicians are, are white. Hmm. And either this was Dusty was willing to work with those guys, or this was, well, we know we've got to do something to sell R&B records to white people. Wow. And maybe Dusty is our, our face of that. But that's just, you know, that's like the, the deeper, darker side of stuff that we don't usually get into. I don't yeah. care what Charm said earlier. You guys actually come up with a lot of good points, and it's not just me saying the right things all the time. I mean, that was really good, Aaron. I was really You're impressed. Not the only one. Well, especially in Memphis, right? I mean, you would. Right. This would yes. be an especially sensitive topic in Memphis. I, it's brilliant. Right. But I had to get that because joke you, in there you first do, before I you do bring up. But again, I'll I'll, I'll just, we'll just continue the circle jerk, Rob. You do bring up a good point that oh, she's got. <laughs> she's way in the back, noise, right? Rob. She is way in the back, and I didn't notice it until you brought it up. But they they have everything else. She is in left field compared to the instrumentals that are going on. And so I don't know, they're hiding something or somebody had the conscious effort to hide something. Very and I think, yeah, I don't know. Very interesting. Now we can criticize this album all we want. I still think it's a fun album. I still think it's fun, but you got to admit this song breakfast in bed 
This song it's fucking rules. A killer. It's such a good song. Listen to these lyrics. What's the hurry? Don't eat and run. <laughs> I mean, right? You can yep. wait, my it's been so long. This is steamy shit right here. Steamy shit? Yeah. Like a steaming what? pile of shit, or what do you mean? No, by that? this is steamy. Oh. I mean, st- I should have called the shit food. <laughs> I'm saying it's steamy. It's shit. like it, this is. Can like, you imagine? Okay, just just look at my face. This is what it'd be like to make love to Aaron, right? Is that you're like really close, Aaron? Put your close face close to the camera. Oh, no. So if his Aaron's face is close, oh my god. Okay, wait. Ow, 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 ow. ow. So here's the thing. Ow. Is that Aaron's face is closed and you're like really getting into it? Then Aaron's like, "This is some steamy shit." Oh, 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 oh! You guys get the the joke. (laughs) No, stop, Aaron! Stop, please! You can't do the close camera thing. He's mouthing dirty words into the camera. Oh my god! I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna pass out. Oh god, that's so funny. What is your guys' breakfast in bed style? Do you guys do breakfast in bed ever or not? Never. I if if I ate in my bed, my wife would kill me. I I once said I'm going to eat a pretzel in bed and she almost like divorced me on the spot. You cannot eat in bed. I don't think I've ever had breakfast in bed, but I could, I think I could do a breakfast burrito with like, just like minimal salsa so that it doesn't like <laughs> drop into my lap. I think I could do it and keep it pretty clean. Russell's just asking this. Cause he's told a bunch of women like, Oh yeah, I was eating a bunch of egg whites in bed yesterday. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why the sheets are so crusty. It's like <laughs> egg whites. <laughs> Ow, 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 ow. Oh, and a little uh, jam, but that was an issue I had. I worked out. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Pepper jam. Uh, keep, hey, Russell, hey, what's your breakfast clean? Keep it clean. Oh, keep I, it clean. You're I, right. I'm, Sorry, also not a, I'm also not a breakfast in bed or a, a food That's in shocking bed to me, Russell. That is shocking to me that you don't get a breakfast in bed every once in a while. Well, I was hoping one of you did so I could ask like, well, is this like, do you guys have a little tray that you eat like off a plate <laughs> or what do you, what do you like? How do people do breakfast in bed? I'm not a breakfast in bed guy. Well, I think you're, you're only breakfast if you have a TV in your yeah. bedroom, right? I mean, otherwise what's the point of, isn't breakfast in bed like a Mother's Day thing where you're like, oh, happy Mother's Day. And the mom is like, oh, I'd rather be sleeping. You came in. Like who eats like the instant they get up too? that's what I never quite understood. Like, I mean, do you do you go and make breakfast like two minutes after waking up? I think I mean, in this case like, of this song, they've been working out for a while in the morning and now yeah, it's time yeah. to replenish. Well, I, like that's what's going on. That. I'm starting to think breakfast in bed is actually like a simile in this song. I think it's <laughs> I think it's symbolism. I think we're missing something. I can't I figure out so? what. Yeah. I think, aren't we all like, haven't we all reached the age though? where like, like, isn't it a rite of passage as a guy to be able to lie on the floor and balance a plate of food on your stomach and still eat? <laughs> yes. It's like, absolutely. Shouldn't we all be able to do that? It's like when you're eating in the bathtub and you're eating a bologna sandwich in the bathtub and a little of the bread gets wet and you're like, mm, I can still eat it. It gets got, wet in my mouth anyway. It's got cheese and mustard on it, right? It's got cheese and mustard on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's warmed up a little bit. Your dad warms it up for you. We know, we know Matt's a big mustard guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm back. It's Mr. French. Yes, I'm back. And I I kind of forgot what we're talking about, actually. So I'm just going to say, I'm in hell. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Uh, just One Smile, written by Randy Newman. Ooh, you are Randy right, Aaron. So there, there are a lot of strings. I mentioned I didn't mind it on the first one, but there are a lot of strings. When you guys talk about covering stuff up, I, I hear it here. It's too I was, many strings for me. I will say, do you think one of these songs won an Academy Award for Best Original Song? Oh. Yes. No. The answer is yes. And oh. it was this song, but it wasn't this version. 
So they they what? heard this song, uh, the windmills, the windmills, the windmills, windmills. Speaking of breakfast in bed, windmills. It's a windmill. Um, do you guys get that? Yeah, it just wasn't that funny. Okay, so moving on. Uh, the windmills of your mind. It was actually in the Thomas Crown Affair. Uh, the oh. first one. Yeah, that came out in like 69. And so then they heard this and were like, hey, let's put this on this album. Like, that's wild. Again, that is wild. That would be like doing a movie, a song from a movie this year. You can't just, like you're just what? doing the Bond song. It's a good song. This song confused me. I thought the first half was just a complete abomination. I thought it was just a disaster. But then it really ramps up in the second half of the song. They got those castanets or whatever those clickers are in the background. It's a fun well, it's song. It's got to be Don Quixote. Right? Like if you're talking about windmills and you're doing Spanish castanets, you got to be thinking about Don Quixote, right? Uh, that's what I think of when I hear yeah. this. Like Man of La Mancha type shit. Yeah. I got Thomas Crown Affair as a top five Saturday afternoon channel nine Ooh. movies you have to watch like this is in the land in the land of make-believe and i'm just gonna say no song is ever good when the lyrics start like this just listen you, you are not having a banging song when it starts with in the land of make-believe it never goes to like a hardcore you know elven fuck fest or something like that like that's that's what led zeppelin was singing about that's what i want to hear you do you guys know what city has made a bunch of great songs that are not on this album and potentially not even on this list at all? Uh, it's the city of Memphis, Seattle? Tennessee. Oh, no. Memphis, Tennessee has made so much great music. And I thought that some of this music is never going to be on this list. And this is our chance to talk about some great Memphis songs. So let's, who, who, let's, who, who let's was our do. caller against Sham? I think it was Sham. You nailed if it. Sham, if you want to go back and listen, because I know you don't listen to the old episodes because you just skipped ahead. But if yeah. you want to go back, Aaron's going to have a great list here on Memphis. And didn't we have a list once with the best songs about Memphis back in the day? We you guys did. remember that? Yes, we did. Russell did the best songs this about Memphis. We had Memphis Soul Stew yeah. on there. That was on a Dylan album, right? I think so, yeah. We're not even a fifth of the way through the list, guys. We're fucked. We're going to have like 80 lists about Memphis by the time we're done. We're like, uh, these songs all rhyme with Memphis. All right, so I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave Otis Redding and Al Green off of this list because I think we're gonna get to them eventually on this okay. list. I so let me be clear. To highlight this is a list of Memphis of songs recorded in Memphis that you like. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's wow. very simple. It's just songs it's recorded in Memphis five. The top that I like I that it. I might like better than any song in this album, except for Breakfast in Bed. Oh, that's and the first it. one, and you're gonna recognize some of these <laughs> hip hop fans. A lot of these have been sampled. The first one is by William Bell. This is I Forgot to Be Your Lover. Oh, great. You're going to recognize that. Oh, there I hear that. Like right away, you know. Yeah. And then here comes the. Oh, William Bell, one of the all time great voices. Here he comes. Have I told you Ooh. Oh, this is fantastic. What are some of the hip hop songs that have sampled this, Aaron? Russell. Uh, well, I know. Such a famously just covered this food whole expo. Thing wholesale. He did. I forgot to be your lover. That's the one. Did I reach out and hold? So shout to William Bell, one of the great, mostly forgotten soul singers. This one you're for sure going to recognize. This is actually, I didn't realize this. Linda, this is Linda Lindell, who is also a white woman who sang What a Man. You're going to you're going to recognize this right away. Let's hear it. Linda Lindell doing What a Man. Yes. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Great groove. This is a great one. Great guitar work. This song is good any day of the week. And listen to her voice. Oh. Run by the hundreds. What was her name again? 
Linda Lindell. So what are the big what are the big studios down in Memphis? Uh, well, Stax was a big one. Obviously, William Bell was on Stax. Uh, Linda Lindell may have been on Stax. Um, this next one, next two maybe coming up are from the Gold Wax label. So next we got James Carr doing You've Got My Mind Messed Up. I haven't used Gold Wax since the incident. This is I, I don't use wax ever since I had a problem. <laughs> and this guitar is Reggie Young, uh, same guitarist who worked on the um, Said I wasn't gonna tell no Oh, this is fantastic. This is 19,000 times better than any Dusty Springfield. But listen to how far song. forward the voice is. He sounds like he's in front of the band. Yes. Not behind him, like off stage. Uh, this album, this album is, I believe the album is called, uh, I think the album is called You Got My Mind Messed Up. It also has um, Dark End of the Street on it, which is just outstanding. Uh, so worth a listen. The next song up on the list uh, is by Ovi Wright with his band, The Keys. This is a song that was written by Roosevelt Jameson, uh, made famous also by Otis Redding. But this is Ovi Wright's version. This is. That's how strong my love is. I'll edit That's that how to... strong my love is. That's right. <laughs> Ovi Wright and the Keys with That's How Strong My Love Is. When the sun go down. Listen to that. And all, you know, all this obviously is gospel influence, right? So they're just going to the ends of what their voices will do. This, See, is, this, this is, is like a Mount Rushmore of a Mount Rushmore of Memphis songs. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. I would say this is the Mount Rush most. Rush most. It's the best. I mean, this imagine Aaron is the perfect. You know who Aaron is? The perfect college roommate. You go in well, your no, freshman no, year of college. Oh, hold on. No, no, no. Aaron had two freshman roommates that didn't make it through one year. So I don't it's think true. he was the perfect I don't know what happened. I, don't know what I, did I had the same, those same poor thing. Guys. He had the same yeah. thing. You must be very happened? smart. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm telling you, poor guys. listen, you go into a dorm in college and the, your roommates playing this music and you're bringing some ladies over and it's just like, oh, yeah, we're hanging out on Friday night. Oh, that just means they're going to go home with Aaron and not you. Like, it's, that's not a good roommate at all. No, it's great. Got to have that wingman. Why am I hanging out? with the guy who's who's not eating canned oysters like <laughs> you're in a loser i'm gonna remind you my roommate my freshman year constantly played the back to the future soundtrack so when i brought ladies over it was we're gonna go back in time do you think in a bizarre world in a bizarre world is he had a podcast where he's talking about his roommate who used to always listen to they might be giants what? No, I was a great roommate. You can imagine being married to me or being well married. Never mind. Moving on. Why are you marrying your roommate? Last song on the list. Slip there. Last song on the list. This is the queen of Memphis soul, Carla Thomas. This is back to the Stax label. Carla was the daughter of Rufus Thomas, who was a songwriter for Stax. This song, however, was written by David Porter and Isaac Hayes, also known as Shaft, and nice. uh, in our generation as the chef on South Park. Yes, uh, he was one of the great songwriters for Stax. Uh, this is from her album, The Queen Alone. It is called Stop Thief. Nice. We got Booker T and the MGs laying down the groove on this one. Oh, yeah. Stop Thief, you stole my heart. God dang it, so Aaron. These are just, just some songs that I love from the city of Memphis that didn't make this album, probably didn't make the list at all, and I would encourage our listeners to go check them out. So thanks, for, thanks for going along that ride with me. As far as Memphis lists go, that's a top two list for sure. Easy. Next up on Dusty in Memphis, Easy Way Down. I thought it was no easy way out. There's no easy way out. 
Oh my God, Russell's making his own list. Listen, I cannot, I cannot pretend. Hey, well, you know, usually we leave the cocktails to Russell, but I did decide to go ahead. What? I decided tonight. Yeah, I decided tonight I'd go ahead and have a drink. I don't usually, you know, I don't usually do that, but I thought I'd have a drink for this podcast. So, yeah, you know, yeah. So I was gonna, I was going to, uh, you know, I was gonna make myself a a nice fancy cocktail, but I didn't have anything uh, fancy. I was gonna make a, uh, you know, like like a slow gin fizz or something to, oh, you know, nice. like, um, you know, model after the slow tempo on this album. But um, I, I don't I, have anything Aaron, except for some. Can you hold up, Aaron, I'm going to get out my notepad so I can take notes so I can make an amazing drink. So let yeah. me, let me write down all the, the, the yeah. ingredients. Yeah. Russell, so Russell's I notepad. I saw a page of it. It just said 30 gl- small glasses of wine. Yeah. From the, when he was at the expo, <laughs> that was the drinks he liked. So I decided to make my favorite cocktail, which has two ingredients. And that is, a glass, yes, and some Tennessee whiskey. And Tennessee whiskey that, is Memphis. Just, I like it. Just pouring that George Dickel right into the glass, and that's what I'm drinking. So that's my cocktail. <laughs> Aaron, I don't know if that's in Russell's book or not. Stop putting talking about George Dickel going to the glass. <laughs> yeah, first the oysters <laughs> and not George Dickel. I mean, come on. Cocktail for tonight. There you go. I thought I swore to God, to Aaron was going to hold up a can of oysters and just be like, wow. <laughs> it's oysters and oil can't make it alone. Ooh. Okay, I think let's let me go. It's a little repetitive. The album's a little too repetitive, yeah. isn't it? I would, has Dolly Parton ever recorded that song? I'd like to hear Dolly sing that song. God, you're so smart, Aaron. You say the smartest. I really, and it sounds sarcastic when I say it now. So I, there's no way I can win. But it's <laughs> I'd actually, I'd like to hear Dolly sing. It's that. really good. Nice. You know, the worst part is, is I was hanging out with Aaron one day, and I said, you know, can I actually try some of those oysters? Uh, and he said, uh, no. And I said, well, that's that's so shellfish. 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 I don't are they are they're they're are bivalves shellfish or not? If they don't come with the shells, yeah. I don't think it counts as shellfish. No. I mean bivalves. Let's buy you know four <laughs> cans of boxed oysters or whatever. I I don't know the bit anymore. I don't care. Listen, uh rating system. This listen, listen, is this album at 83 rolling well tone? That means it fits perfectly at 83. This is the album that you thought of when you think of the 83rd best album, you're like, hmm, we've only done one Led Zeppelin album. We haven't, uh, we haven't hit so Pearl many, Jam yet. We, we haven't, haven't hit any Pearl Jam yet, or no whoever. Yeah, or Rush. Metallica. You know, Rush, Canadian band as well. Uh, Pearl Jam's not. Um, but was, this is '83. This is great. It's a Rolling Well toned. Bravo, Rolling Stone magazine. You're great. Is this a Rolling Bone? This album got boned. It should have been way higher on the list. We should have. When we're scrolling through that website, our favorite website. Uh, the top 500 albums, and it's taking forever to load because they have so many images, and we're scrolling, we're scrolling. We get to this one really late, and I know what you're thinking. Wait, isn't it a lower album, higher on the list? Why would it be later? It's because the Rolling Stones website for goes from 500 to 1, unlike this genius podcast that goes 1 to 500. Okay, so as we go, it's actually getting harder and harder to find good karaoke soundtracks. Or is this a rolling groan? Mm. Okay, this album should not be at 83. It should be farther back or perhaps off the list at all. Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling groan? Aaron, what do you think? I I did own this album on CD. I enjoy listening to it. I celebrate every uh, everything that uh, comes out of the city of Memphis and any rhythm section in Memphis is okay with me, but uh, why this album was chosen over any number of other soul artists and albums from Memphis. We've heard nothing from Otis Redding yet. We've heard uh, nothing from Sam Cooke, no Nina Simone. Uh, you guys know I'm going to go on the, on this uh, diatribe. So uh, still no Johnny Cash, no Willie Nelson. So I got to say this is a rolling groan. 
Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? Uh, it's 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 rolling. What's too high on the list? It's rolling groan. This is not. It's not a great album. I don't. It, it may be a great album. It's too high on the list. Um, I'm going to treat this like I treated the people when I was at the food and wine, and just oh, no. not look you guys in the eye and not say anything about it and walk away. <laughs> rolling groan. Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? This is the first album where I thought maybe we got it wrong by starting at one and going to 500. Like maybe if we had listened to some of these other ones that have been here, like in the 400s, we would have thought this was a little bit better, you know, as we, as we're yeah. leading up to number one, yeah. Yeah. you know, this is the first time I've thought, Oh, maybe those guys got it right, but really they don't. Ours is our system is much better starting at one, but overall I think, yeah, there, for everything that we talked about and I'm on Russell's train of thought here, just, Say it's rolling groaned and move on with life so we can get to the next album. Well, the correct answer, unfortunately, you're all incorrect, uh, but you all did agree on that. That's interesting. This is a rolling old fashioned. Okay. Old fashioned. Yeah. You want to sit around and feel old as fuck. You just listen to this album. Like it is, (laughs) it is crazy old. Like it just listen. like my headphones turned off at work and this came through the speakers and everyone I was working with looked at me like, what the fuck? Like that this is what you're listening to? <laughs> Old ass man. What are you doing? Listen, next up. Guys, it's the band that everybody knows about the first 25% of their lyrics. We've got ACDC back in black. Oh, it's a fact. Something something wow. something be back. Up, huh? Oh wow. Guys, this can you imagine what this parody song next Ooh. week is going to do to my voice? Oh. It's going to be about the greatest albums of all time. It's going to be bad news. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Guys, well, well, Aaron went to the bathroom. I know we're not allowed to talk about that, but I went and got a can of those canned oysters, and they're so good. I'm so excited. My cock is out of its metaphorical cage. Jesus Christ. I forgot we said that. Love it though. Here's my impression of a uh, oyster in the can guy at the uh, food fair that Russell went to. Let's hear it. Let's say. Uh, yeah. So sir, if you can see these oysters, we got them in the can. We got them in the farm, sir. Oh, didn't make eye contact. Nothing I could do. Walked on. Helpless. What about the guy who keeps coming back and gets more oysters? Yeah. You got to ask me like, yeah. so are these oysters Pacific ocean or Atlantic ocean oysters? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll take your card. Oh, oystersinacan.com. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, you have a web counter on there? It has two hits. So <laughs> how, how, how long are these good for in my cupboard? Like up to three years? Or how yeah. long are they good for? Forever, man. Nuclear winter, whatever. Like, you're oh, good. my God. <laughs> Canned oysters. You're right, man. We should just got to fuck this beginning. I mean, of this the, the thing I didn't say is I got a, I got a can of herring in there for a celebration when my uric acid. You didn't gets below mention six, the can so of that's, herring. That's <laughs> Are you still recording? Yeah, I'm still. You recording. better be you piece of shit because I'm putting this in there. You had a whole thing of pickle there. You got the whole fucking ocean in there in a can. I do. I got some good stuff. Yeah, yeah you got, got ocean. Got he opens one up. It's just a six pack with a turtle in it, and you're like, oh, yeah. Aaron, why is this in a can? Norwegian bristling sardines. Yeah, I got. I got good stuff, man. What the fuck? You let us do these jokes at the end and you've got Norwegian bristling sardines in a can. Well, did you stop recording? I mean, this can you imagine? Long. Aaron's like, oh, what? 
You know what I love about you? How you smell like oily fish all day long. You smell so much like oily fish. In this small ass house, you got oily fish all over the Aaron's place. Aaron's wife at Gmail comes home and like walks into the kitchen and looks in the garbage can and there's just all these tins oh. of oily oh. fish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Anytime everything's just... Leaves. Everything's greasy. You know, He's got greasy when the, fingers. When the cat's away, you know how it is. Oh, no. All right. Gross. I'm done recording. That's it. I am now going to open up a can of oysters and eat them. Said no one ever. I didn't. I honestly did not know that existed. You're going to blow some minds with that. If you didn't know, if you are surprised by canned oysters, text in 802-277-BECK. I'm still recording, so this is still going. This is going to be at the end. This is the secret track. All by myself. No one was looking. I was thinking of you. <laughs>